episode of the Waffle Press Hangouts. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. With me today is my co-host from the first show of 2021, an extremely normal year so far, is my co-host, Gina Bursa. Hey, how's it going? I'm uh, glad to see you in this new year. It's currently going not so great, but... It, a lot a lot is happening, and more will happen between the time this is, I'm sure, and the time we're recording it. But also here is uh, co-host from Serving Up Comics, Nick Valero. Hey, how's it going, guys? I want to die. No, no, I'm actually <laughs> doing good. Like, I said this at the beginning of 2020 as well. I was like, I'm really optimistic about this year. And then obviously, you know, you say something like that, and then God just laughs at you. Yeah. But... I don't know. I, I feel like we're this is coming together. I feel like it's going to be a good year for all of our podcasts. I feel like it's going to be a good year for just us in general. We, we got a lot to fix in the world. We got a lot to do to do good for each other, to be kind to people and to uh, see a lot of movies. But uh, Nick, it's, it's been a minute since you've been on the Hangouts. How you doing? What's new? Inform us about your life. What did you wear today? I want my batman pop shirt okay yeah and then I'm, I'm, I'm wearing and then you know like usual like everybody in the podcast probably i'm wearing pajama bottoms i was like <laughs> it's 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 the pandemic look yeah you know? <laughs> well i'm wearing an aoc shirt so you know i think uh hey, what band is it no this is this is aoc <laughs> there you go no oh, okay yeah <laughs> Just the the person who should run for president, they just gotta bump that that age limit down a little bit. But yeah. uh, you know, what, you know, what, you know, it's really funny. Whenever uh, people mention AOC to Nancy Pelosi, and she looks like the like the ex wife. No, well, it's like, because oh, Nancy, hey, hey, Pelosi, hey. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi knows that her time is up. Sorry, yeah. go away. But unrelated and on a much better note, something else that ended. Uh, way later than it should have. Sons of Anarchy. I'm wearing my Sons of Anarchy sweater. Hey, I found nice. Yeah. <laughs> Do you watch uh, Mayans? I haven't seen the Mayans. Uh, it took me a minute to finally finish Sons of Anarchy because I did not like a lot of that show towards the end. <laughs> yeah. Was, so sorry. The, so because I've watched uh, King Arthur a number of times, the Guy Ritchie King Arthur. That's a great movie. It's it's. It's it's made me really want to start. Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> there you go. Onum is so good. Like I think he's <laughs> good in King Arthur and in Sons of Anarchy. You can feel him fighting the accent all the time. Like there's an episode where his girlfriend's like, you know, I'm trying to be part of this family, and he's like, you're not our family. And he's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, whoa. Like, whoa, that's not good. I I you know what? Uh, for just 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 for King Arthur, because a lot of people say it's it's a garbage movie. They're wrong. And, but I love the idea that Charlie Dunham has literally said, it's not a garbage movie. It turned into a garbage movie in editing because some people didn't want to work with the fucking directors and like some people's performances were just terrible. <laughs> so we really should remake that movie. <laughs> no, I, I love that movie. I, I genuinely love that. I put that on yeah. my 100th best movies of the 2010s list i find that an incredibly entertaining film yeah, and i think great. the editing is actually remarkable uh, yeah the editing in the scene where uh it's him growing up that like that like montage of like him learning like all these lessons about like how what it takes to survive in like a god like a lawless like kingdom that's like that's an incredible like storytelling scene like i love that fucking scene so much I mean, in all fairness, I really like the scene when he's planning everything and like it's because he's 10 steps ahead of everybody that he can respond and like tell you what you're going to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's stuff like that. I don't know why that got exactly. me where I was like, I love this. I love this king. <laughs> he's amazing. Yeah. And uh, surprisingly, I know it got smacked on a lot because of the VFX at the end, but I was like, oh, this is like, it's his, he's, he's reliving his childhood nightmare. It's literally him like, fighting his trauma and being able to grow up apart from it and become the man he was always meant to be like yeah. it's just it's just looks like a cutscene, but like i don't know if a movie or story like makes like the ideas work i can gel with it even if it like the irishman the effects everyone knows it's not great in the beginning of that movie yeah but it's a martin scorsese film so it's also one of the best movies any ever made <laughs> anyway you know like just 
it just happens that way sometimes. So yeah, yeah. Also, no, it really does. Yeah. I mean, also you get to see De Niro and also Pesci on the screen again with Al Pacino. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. That. Don't no one sleep on that movie. That's such a fucking good movie. Yeah, I mean, if you have three hours to like watch it all the way through, please do that. Was it like yeah. three and a half hours? It, it's 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 a long one, and I'm not gonna say you don't feel it, but I think it's one of the rare movies where it's like you need to feel how long it is yeah. because the story about like how fucking pathetic it is to die I, like that. Yeah, no, I no. guess I guess um, this goes into the topics later, but. Do you condone watching that as a quote-unquote miniseries? <laughs> uh, I do because because yeah, I'm going to be a Scorsese simp. He was like, as long as you watch it and you get something out of it. And I was like, oh, this is why Scorsese is the best. Because everyone presumes he's like some pretentious little art house dude. Yeah, and he's he, just, hates, he hates Marvel. And he I was no, I just don't think they're that like compelling as movies. They're like yeah. theme park rides. It's I not don't a think... Yeah, I don't think he like hates Marvel. Like he's malicious against Marvel. I think he. Uh, no, yeah. his whole thing is just like he likes studying and exploring pictures. And right now, it, it yeah. feels like the kind of the, the studio system is not allowing uh, the same breadth makers to exist as they did when he was there. Right. He watched plenty of new stuff. It's just not. Well, I was going to say. I was going to say, what Marvel movie do you think he watched? Thor: The Dark World. Or the Dark World. <laughs> and he was like, I'm done. Because <laughs> he said he sold them, so he had to have seen something. His daughter watches them. Right. I know that for her yeah. Instagram posts that go viral. But um, yeah. I I bet he watched like the first Avengers and was like, okay. not for me. Because look, yeah. I love the first Avengers. Joss Whedon, I think, is an incredible writer. Uh, not the best director. And that's all I have to say about that matter because <laughs> of other things that we don't have yeah. time to get into, quite frankly. So... Uh, but okay, on the docket today, we're talking about Netflix recommendations, what movies we're looking forward to the rest of the year. Um, this is just, uh, just kind of a loose hang. It's a hangout show. You know how this goes. It's just kind of loosey goosey. Um, but Gene, how, how did you think that tied into uh, the, the, the mini series discussion, I guess? That's oh, yeah. Where yeah, we're just going to talk about, uh, you know, things we're watching and everything. And uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, sorry, I, I wasn't even, like, criticizing you. I was just like, I didn't see the connection. I'm sorry. I'm slow. All right. Um, but, yeah, let, let's talk about things that got us to 2020, what things could possibly get us to 2021. Mm-hmm. And uh, The Office is also no longer on Netflix, and people have to get personalities now. Press so. F on Netflix. Okay, so I got, I got one. It's a, it's, it's a home run. It's a home run. Okay. It's great. It's got Walter Goggins, and it's a comedy. Is it Vice Principals? It's called The Unicorn. I, I've heard of Unicorn. Is it? A- <laughs> it's actually really funny. Okay. <laughs> it's it's All a right. great. Uh, the the basic premise of The Unicorn is that it is a it is a uh, a guy with two daughters and a group of friends, and it is uh, it's a year after the death of his wife. And he's now trying to get back out into the dating world, and it's uh, it's interesting. It's it's re- it's really good because he's like a genuinely like nice, trusting guy. Like he, he he's a he's a nice dude that just like happens to, you know, be Walter Goggins. <laughs> okay. And, and right. it, but it, but it's a, it, but the the great thing is that it's the interaction between the other the friends and their families as well that really kind of make that comedy come to live because it's it's kind of like having a bunch of married friends and they're one single friend. And so like, they're all trying to live vicariously through him and like tell him what to do, even though they all haven't been single in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where like the comedy kind of comes in. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a great show. It sounds cute. I love Walton Goggins. Um... Also, I'm just going to toss, I'm not going to go into this one, but just tossing it out of uh, Vice Principals and Righteous Gemstones. He only has a supporting role in Righteous Gemstones, but that show is fucking unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And so is Vice Principals. So check them out. Uh, Gene, what have you been watching? Uh, lately, I've been doing a rewatch of Batman, the animated series. I've been nice. like tweeting about it because I have nothing to do. Um, and it's a, lot of episodes. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of episodes, man. It's a lot. It's like that first season's like 60. I'm like, what the fuck? And they're all airing, I guess, like, days after each other because of Fox Kids or whatever. Ordered a lot. So 
Um, but yeah, I'm rewatching that and seeing the rewatch because I don't think I've watched it since I was a kid. Um, and seeing how mature that show is and like, oh man, this kid, they have like storylines about like drug abuse or um, like mafia hits, uh, police corruption. Uh, the police are kind of like, I wouldn't say they're portrayed like, um, like idiots. A, a, idiots, but like they're portrayed really at odds with the Batman in that first season because he's like, they're telling him like, hey, like stop right there or they're telling him like drop, drop this criminal that you're like carrying 50 stories above the ground in the Batwing. Like they're like really kind of like, they're not really getting along, just really him and Commissioner Gordon. They go out of their way to show um, uh, Harvey Bullock is just super fucking incompetent at like his job. And hey, like, you know, that's uh, that's like, oh, you know, a lot of uh, problems that people have now. And like, um, yeah, just seeing that show uh, like 30 or 20 years now later and like it still lives up. And it's just well written as well. Just uh, all the storylines, they're adopting uh, certain uh, comic book uh, eras and like certain writers are kind of getting like a lot of nods in terms of like their influence and all that. It's really interesting. Yeah, I've, I've been the, loving this rewatch. I would say that my favorite episode of that, I forget what the episode title is, but it's all about Sid the Squid, the man who killed oh. Batman. It's, it's like the day yeah. the Batman dies. Mm-hmm where Sid the Squid is, uh, basically he's just like a runner for like the mob. He gets hired yes. to be like a driver. Yeah, and, then I know he, the and then he accidentally kills Batman. And then everybody's like, he killed Batman! And then everybody's like, oh, buy that man a drink! But all the supervillains are like, oh, well, if I kill him, then <laughs> yeah. I could have killed Batman. Or, so now or, he becomes like public enemy number one. Right, or Gotham. Joker. Or Joker just hates him. He's trying to kill that guy because he killed Batman. Because yeah, it's like all Joker. of his arch nemesis are now trying to kill that guy because they killed because he Escalation. killed Batman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's, it's okay. such a great show. And then you know to think that they had like the kind of uh, the guts to go with those like heart hitting storylines on like a kids network, like Fox Kids. Like what what are the shows they're coming out with? Like at the time I'm looking them up, it's like Bobby's World, um, Animedia. Well, no, not Animaniacs. Like Tiny Toons. I mean, those are all, yeah, yeah, they're pretty up there, but like, they're not, you know, these are like, you're showing kids, all right, Animaniacs, like funny jokes about whatever. Here's a joke about like hard hitting corruption. (laughs) Hope you enjoy it. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I loved it. Yeah. No, I loved it. (laughs) They're like, yeah. The hoops and like dynamics that the the kids shows have to jump through where it's like, we can't, we have to avoid like the like the very specific things that can upset children. And by doing so, you know, it's like Justice League. It's like, oh, we can't kill this villain. But now they're cursed to live an existence worse than death itself. And it's like... Well, I was going to say... What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, Spider-Man. Do you guys remember the Spider-Man animated series? They didn't have guns. So the go-between was they had to use the cops use lasers. It was like, they're all like in like 2050 with laser guns. Um... And Spider-Man never hits anyone. He kicks, he webs, he can't punch anyone in that show. Batman, like, decks people, like, right through the mouth, like, breaks their jaw in the Batman the Animated Series. Batman cripples people in that show. Yeah. He kills them with health bills. You know what you just solved for me, Gene? What? That's the the MCU Spider-Man. He doesn't hit anybody. They're modeling it after the animated series. Yeah. At least I maybe I'm just wrong and they were well, like oh, I, I think I think what? they said that they're uh I think the Russo's because like when he's fighting Captain America, they're saying they said like he fights like a how a kid who doesn't know how to fight would. Mm-hmm. So I mean yeah. I guess that was their explanation. That's cool. I mean mm-hmm. I know I know you don't like them, but I'm no, no. Um <laughs> what else? Uh okay, so uh any, anything we, we think could like replace the office for someone's binge watch stuff Hmm. anything you've been watching might fill that void because for me it's just like new girl everyone knows i love new girl uh it's a great i think it's better written than the office Uh, and community is now on netflix as of last like summer uh that's a that was a great rewatch that show ages mostly very well um is it all five seasons Six. I, I wouldn't tell people to avoid season four. I would say watch it 
The quality dip is very notable. Brie Larson's in an episode, though, and there's some genuinely touching moments when the show itself kind of realizes that it has to evolve. Otherwise, yeah. die out. And then it does. And then the last two seasons are very good, and the ending is very touching. Okay. But, um, yeah. I, I Honestly, the, another show in which I've been kind of binge-watching and going back to watch again is uh, Star Trek Discovery. Oh, okay. That was really, really good. I really enjoyed watching it. And I'm not a Star Trek fan. You're not? See, I am. I, I joined uh, my pals Mike Schindler and Marcelo Pico over at Talk Film Society to do our Star Trek retrospective this year. Uh, yeah. Last year now. God, that's going to be weird. Um, last year. And I saw the first three episodes of Star Trek Disco. <laughs> okay. Uh, does it get better, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> does it get better? No, okay. no, 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 no. Because I... I we were on our... Oh, I was just going to say on our show, Nick, we were just discussing that. And I was asking you to defend like the f bomb scene, do you remember? But you know what the the thing is is that I I am a, I'm a huge fan of Discovery because it is uh, it's I do feel that it does kind of give the, uh, a good representation. I feel that Star Trek fans also need to evolve. Yeah, probably. You know, there, there is I I understand like well that's not how it was done in the '60s or anything like that. Yeah, it wasn't done like that in the 60s, but honestly, if you go, you sit there and you watch the show and take these stories in for what they are. You know, it's it's all about this person who was grew up on, because I don't know if you got to like the, the meat and potatoes of the show. Yeah, I, I got, I, that's why I watched three episodes, because I was told the pilot's really not the show it becomes you know and like to your point i agree that completely star trek fans need to kind of open up oh. a little like some people were very resistant to the jj movies when they came out and still are and then you know into darkness happened and aids like milk in the sun but then beyond brought everyone back and now they're not making any moves but <laughs> like the the premise of star trek discovery and even star trek picard which i saw a little bit of i was actually super on board with i i think those are interesting directions problem is totally the people behind the camera because yeah. uh i don't think these are very talented writers but uh, picard picard gets really rough does yeah, get picard is a little bit rough i'll give you that discovery is interesting does the writing get a little full like you know just, <laughs> it, it gets a little cheesy at times where you're just kind of going like all right, all right. It's based off a '60s TV show. You know, every episode needed to mean something. You know, and sometimes like though that does come into effect, but also it is interesting to kind of see how characters and the crew inside of the ship uh, bond together, how friendships they they become, and it's interesting too because you can kind of start seeing like the beginnings of certain things. Like you can start seeing the beginning of the board. You start seeing like the beginning of uh, what was it of um, like of Picard, I mean not Picard, um, oh my god, of, I can't think of his name right now, uh, Leonard Nimoy, uh, Spock. 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 Yeah, 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 I can't, I, I don't know why I couldn't remember Spock, but, uh, but yeah, you start, but it's also a different intro, uh, retrospective of it, because it's also taking place technically during this series, during the original series, is how they're taking it. Right. Is that all of this takes on takes place during the original series? Spock eventually join, which are, eventually becomes second uh, second in command. Um, but what you didn't know is that Spock had a sister that no one knew about, and that's what taught him to be the man he was in the Star Trek shows. He was a very different person. And it's like, oh, that's actually kind of interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's an interesting point of view, and I liked it. I, I dug it. Yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of like, like just personally, like with all the fucking Star Wars shit needing to be connected to the nine film saga, <laughs> I'm like, dude, no more. Like, I don't want Star Trek to start doing that now too. And I I'm totally still on board with that criticism. But also, I've seen Star Trek Five, and Spock has a brother in that one that's never mentioned before or after ever again. So, not my problem with that show for sure. Yeah. Um, I'll get to where Spock shows up. It was directed well, by the worst person imaginable, William Shatner. Shatner. You and know Shatner. what? To his credit, to his credit, you get a good editor on his movie. Yeah. It probably 
like fine. It right. sucked. It, it's he's got he's kind of had an eye for like landscapes and shit. He he okay. almost. But he sucks. Fuck William There's Shatner. like good acting, I guess, in that scene, which was like ironic because what's that joke from Star Trek? Or was that from Futurama? And he's like, oh, uh, Melvar, you need to respect your actors. Leonard Nimoy's telling him, I respected Bill in Star Trek 4 and I got a great performance out of him. And Shatner says, oh, I respect, and I respected myself in Star Trek 5 and I got a great performance out of myself. <laughs> yeah. But no. like, they're, they're like legitimately good acting, like, like uh spock scene like his birth his dad doesn't care or like uh mccoy scene like uh i think his dad die or something there's some good acting in star trek 5 but also in in that in that show in in discovery it really does become the spock show for like two seasons oh does it? it it where it's basically giving you a lot of information about spock his relationship to his dad uh her oh which um what was it their relationship to their father because she also talks to him like their dad yeah and also uh what it means to be a human living on vulcan like how how hard is that is that difficult to do is it you know uh you know like the the idea of yeah she's an african-american woman living on vulcan she's not being criticized for her race she's being criticized because she's a human yeah and stuff like that she's actually being criticized for being like her species and stuff like that and that she can never be as intelligent as Vulcans and stuff like that and her per, like pursuing past that becoming like uh what was it a star captain that, like that's really cool stuff right. I, did, uh, I, I heard it does get better I just uh yeah. I did I, not with those first couple episodes and I, I I got Picard I thought had a way worse opening though to be yeah. fair so, like I just you could just totally tell Alex Kurtzman's like throwing notes at a dartboard and it's like, this is what happens next. And then, then this, and then this happens and then this happens and then this happens. And I'm like, I don't even know where I am right now, yeah. but okay. Sure. Hey, Alex Kurtzman, stop. Yeah. I, I, I felt like. Well, at least there wasn't magic blood. Yet. Don't yeah. put that up there in the world. I don't know. I mean, whatever. Other shows, other shows we've been watching. Um, um I, I watched She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, which what the hell is that? It's it's a She-Ra remake. Oh, oh. It's on Netflix. It was recommended by uh uh retrospective co-host Matt Garingo and a mm-hmm. bunch of other people on Twitter, apparently. Okay. And then I saw it and I was like, Yeah, this is a pretty good like pastel version of Avatar The Last Airbender. It's very <laughs> cute. And then like a couple episodes in, I'm like, hey, the writing of these characters is like really good. Like, I can fully understand, like, where everyone's coming from. I'm like, they have a very known history. And then by the end of season two, or I mean, season three, I'm, like, pulling my hair out because I'm like, no. <laughs> and I, I got very invested. It's a terrific show. Starts off very cute and kind. And it's like, love and friendship will solve all our problems. And then by the last season, it's like, we need to kill and dethrone God because God hates us for our imperfections. <laughs> so that was that was fun. That was a very fun watch. In uh I've been I've been actually starting to go through Attack on Titan. Oh, I saw the first season of that and I was like, all right, that's enough. Which, uh, the, the <laughs> he hates anime. I, no, I no, that was, I liked it at first. Wait, wait, what 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 turned you off? Um that it was going to drag out. I felt like it was playing coy and just like the kind of stuff that I like to watch now. I'm not even saying it's like bad. I just like, I wasn't engaged enough in the mysteries they were dragging out. I was there more for like the, the coming of age story in a world where it's like they're, they're forced to become either soldiers or like slaves basically. I'm like, this is like scary and fascinating. Yeah. And then I got the vibe that the show didn't see it as slavery or heroic war stuff. But um, but and, uh, the mysteries being dragged out, I wasn't really vibing with. Really, that's uh, what it was. The idea that it's uh like that it's not heroic war stuff. That is a thing that happens in season that is very much like prevalent in season two. Mm. Of like this is a war. These people are war heroes. Stuff like like where this is just a tragedy of war. Uh, in the latest season of season four, 
by far some of the greatest episodes I've ever watched of like an anime. Like the last episode that literally just aired uh, is comparable to shit. Like a like one of like like a really great suspense thriller. Of like you know there's a bomb inside of a room, but you just don't know when it's going to take off, when it's going to blow up, and things are happening around it, and you're just like when the fuck is this bomb gonna happen? And people are talking and and like it's exposition and like they're under and you're understanding what everybody's motives and everything like that. You're just going like, this bomb is going to happen when, and then eventually it just happens and you're like, oh my God, that's amazing. (laughs) So yeah, Uh, I would definitely recommend Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan, probably one of the best animes I've watched in the last past couple of years. Is it good as Nichijo? Nichi Joe is like a perfect show. Uh, our friend, friend, friend of the show, Martin, loves that show. Shout out to him. That was like genuinely hysterical. I know, I know it's generally hysterical, but they're not the same thing at all. God damn it. What about Food Wars, Nick? Nick loves Food Wars. Hey, man, I really like Food Wars, all right? You know, food, food sometimes is sexy. When those, I, when, I, those I, clothes, <laughs> when those clothes come off the anime characters because of food. You, you know what, Gene? Watch it and then tell me, and then you can talk shit. All right. Well, Jimbo, I wasn't talking shit. I said that's glorious animation. No, Jimbo was asking for anime recommendations to that's go right. along smoking. And I was like, oh, Jim, you should watch Nichi Joe, but he didn't. He didn't I, I recommended him Neon Genesis Evangelion. He didn't say anything. You don't want him to start crying, dude. No, man. Oh, that's why you got to give him, like, is it wrong to pick up a girl in a dungeon? That time I got reincarnated as a slime. Or Dragon Ball. Give him Dragon Ball. You, which are, everybody's already watched Dragon Ball, man. Which are, you're in the past. Go to the future. <laughs> Rise of the uh, Shield. Uh, should we should we should we get into to movies and stuff that we're, we're we we want to highlight from 2020, or yeah, should we just yeah. jump into stuff we're looking forward to uh, for well, this year? I mean, what I mean, did what you guys movies? watch? Any, did you guys watch what anything movie? that was like amazing? Because honestly, I mean, the only real movie, I, the only two movies I really watched from this year was probably Wonder Woman. 1984 and Tenet. That was about it. I think you watched that Justice League animated movie, Nick. I did watch the Justice League animated movie, which also, that's creepy that you watch when you're looking at my watch list, but... (laughs) You told me this. I feel like we talked about it. I know, we probably did. Apocalypse War. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Justice League Apocalypse War. That was an interesting story. It was definitely an interesting story, Um, but from Tenet? I mean... It's definitely not the movie that it was going to save cinema. I know that. No, but like, we also we also got to point out that Nolan never said that. That was very much the WB marketing department. And I yeah. think it's very clear that it was not Nolan pushing for its release when the same people were also the ones who absolutely botched the HBO Max day and date release stuff without telling their employees that they were doing that, you know, like 30 minutes, 30 minutes before heads are going to roll. Like we shouldn't get too into that because it's way above any one of our pay grades, but like people yeah. are going to big trouble for that. What, what, is, what, did, what did Nolan say? It's the worst streaming service. Yeah. And he's like, that's a fucking problem. No, yeah. it's the best streaming service. It's like an infinite library of like film throughout time. They just fucked up like so bad on the corporate yeah, side of things. But that's what he was saying though, because he wasn't saying it's a bad, like the bad didn't have a bad library. He's saying like the way they operate and like how they treat people and just like oh yeah, that's, that's the worst one. Yeah, for sure. business, yeah, they're terrible. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I mean, I watched that movie. I literally told I, I watched it with a buddy with with my brother, and when we watch when we, we we had to pause it multiple times to converse with each other and go, wait, are you getting what I'm getting? Because I'm a little confused. Like we had to pause it a couple of times and throughout watch and just kind of go like, all right, I get it. Uh, wait, Gene, did I did I say on the show already that I finally saw Tenet or was it just off, yeah, off mic? I, I feel like you did. Okay, yeah. You said that you liked it. Yeah, I didn't think it was like the best thing ever, but I was vibing with it. I was like, all right, what the fuck is happening? Like, because usually when people say like a movie is confusing, it's like Inception. It's like 
no, it's not really confusing. It's just kind of throwing a lot at you. But like yeah. that, that movie makes perfect sense, you know, um, from like I'll, I'll follow that. The, yeah, the second viewing made a lot more sense for me. Second, no, no, but Tenet, no, Tenet is like straight up like incomparable. Like it, it's incomprehensible like for like the, the first, first hour. The first, <laughs> and oh, like, yeah, yeah. Well, like, I don't know. Like okay, like we're okay. So you know, like the very beginning of Tenet, where like uh, he's he's on the boat. And then uh, what was it like? He's why, oh no, he's in the he's he's at the thing, and they're teaching him about actual like reversing matter and stuff like that. And it's like, oh yeah, we can analyze matter, and we can I mean we can analyze the bullets to find out where they go. And then all of a sudden they're in fucking Dubai, like out of nowhere. Like me and my brother went, why the fuck are they in Dubai? Yeah, because they don't really mention why they went to Dubai. They're just there. And then finally he gets on the top and then he goes like, oh yeah, you manufactured and sold the bullets. And they're just like, when the fuck did they say that? Like, who? Like, that was a, that was a two-second scene of like, oh, we found the which one? We found the guy that makes them. Like, no, they they there's always like a line or two that that are supposed to lead you to the next scene. The problem is the movie's like it just moves so much. Like it's it is messy. And if people don't like it, I totally get it. Yeah. I I had a ball watching it. I was like, I don't know what's happening, but let me kick my feet up. The <laughs> what the fuck is a temporal pincer movement? I don't know, but I had a blast. Then the car explodes, and then it becomes ice because it's reversed, and it's like, oh, the matter's changing. Oh, oh the, the fucking the car goes backwards, the explosions go backwards, everything goes backwards. So did my expectations. Oh, <laughs> I, and moved, I had a blast and then I moved on with my life and like I had a joke on Twitter I was like I'm gonna watch it for the discourse I'm gonna get in some real fights today like fun fights you know because I'm, I'm not a psychopath and then I was like no no I, I liked it for me I totally get it. people don't like it and then I moved on with my life because I'm an adult now and yeah. that's it I, I just thought oh. it was I, I thought it was so funny because I ended up the second time I watched it I watched it with Martin and as I was watching it with Martin Martin, it gets to that scene where he's like, "Don't try," where they where they tell him, "Don't try and think about it. It's way too complicated." Yeah. And then literally, Martin, like, he just yelled out in the middle, of, like, in the middle of our watch. He was just like, "So was that just the move? Like, the writers just going, fuck you. Don't think about it. It makes sense." Oh, like totally. Saying, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. makes sense because we're telling you it makes sense. In, in yeah. a roundabout way, yeah. Yeah, it's like the looper moment where Jeff Downs is like, time travel, man, shit'll fry your brain, try to figure it out. That doesn't absolve the movie from any criticism. I want to point, make that very clear. I don't think that's like, oh, Nolan fucking, you know, backwards dunked that in. He's like home free from criticism now. No, like, dude, whatever. No, I no, think he shot forget. it into the rafters. What are you talking about, man? He no, threw it, I, it went I, into the rafters. I think people forget Nolan's is low or high key, like a big fucking blockbuster movie nerd and this was like him trying to do like some michael bay stupid movie yeah. where it's just spies being badasses and saving the world yada yada you, so i i ate did, it up did you but, see uh, like there's a yeah. weird like uh tenant hive community where they're say, like they say stuff i don't know if this is real but people sent me screenshots of like oh you know the last scene with like robert pattinson and uh john david washington mm-hmm um, they're saying like I, I cried. That was like the most emotional moment I've seen in in theaters. And it's like I I think the, those people are genuine. I felt yeah, something, but like that that, that drives me wild because like I was so out of that movie in that first view, and I'm not even criticizing them. Like, how are you so engaged that you're crying during this movie? That's the thing. One of those movies. I'm glad I saw at home. Like yeah. I love theaters. I miss theaters so much. I I, I got very hit with the theater nostalgia today specifically before this recording i was like fuck dude i just imagined myself walking into like an empty theater like at 10 o'clock in the morning on a friday off or something like that and i was just like kicking my feet up and enjoying life and i'm not gonna do that for like another year and that's okay because i'm not an idiot and i understand safety precautions need to be taken but i do miss it but i also probably would have hated it if i'd seen it in the theater well let's let's get that vaccine and then we'll go hell yeah baby Hey man, all we need to do is is a hundred dollars. We can rent out an entire movie theater. I still want to do the vaccine first, and then I'm totally down. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Gene, Trevor said he's down to host Cats. Cats, there so, we go. So we got a free to cinema. We're coming for you, baby. 
hold on. 2021. Is that, is that the original editive cats or is that the new one? The butthole cats. I, I I call bullshit. I call major bullshit. Sorry. Um, not not to any of the VFX artists who worked diligently and and did their best with what they could and made that movie a very entertaining experience. But I call bullshit on the studio being like, no, no, we have another cut. No, no, you, you don't. I've seen it three times. They, now. Just, they yeah. just had the. They just had that patch, that video game patch of the, the DLC. The DLC of cats. <laughs> That's wild that they had to like go back and like, all right, take out all the bad looking effects. I guess. Yeah. I wouldn't that's, say they're bad. Like that's just, perfect film. Now, <laughs> it's it's so funny. But anyways, uh, other movies we saw twenty twenty. Let's let's zoom through these. That's all you saw, Nick. You think? Oh 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 oh! Uh, Love Monsters. I saw Love and Monsters. That's a good movie. That's a good. That's a good movie. Honestly, I I thought I thought I was gonna, I was about to watch garbage. <laughs> it's it's a solid little movie, and you know what? I didn't realize how much I missed non-Cloverfield-looking monsters in movies. Because that's yeah. been kind of the norm for American movies. And these yeah. were like, oh, there's just big, normal animals. Okay, cool. That, uh, what movie was that again, Nick? Love and Monsters. Oh, I did. Oh, okay, I thought you said Monster Hunter. No, 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 um, no, 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 no. But Love and Monsters, yeah, I, lo- I love that one. That was, that was great. Yeah, I thought, yeah. not only that, but also we don't, we don't have enough. I, I, I personally think that we don't have enough love stories being told. Or coming of age stories being told yeah. in the apocalypse. There you go. Like, and also, Michael Rooker is just awesome. Though. Yeah, I was gonna say the main criticism I had needed more Michael Rooker because he just gets <laughs> out of that movie. Honestly, I I love Michael Rooker in like a little a little Michael Rooker in, in anything works. Yeah, little, you can put a little Rooker in anything and it, and it, and it spices up the movie. <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh yeah he was a great like character. Um, and then too it had Jessica Henwick. Just gonna have, she's great. Yeah, I she's, first I, I didn't never watched Iron Fist, but from the moment she showed up in Defenders, which I did see, which, you know, whatever. But yeah, like she was so good, and I was like, why wasn't she fucking cast as Iron Fist? Like that's your lead right there. Well, she was oh. the Iron Fist at the end of season two, but then they yeah, canceled. Canceled. Then they got canceled. Yeah. yeah, I'll never I'll never watch we'll the rest of it. Find out. We'll never find out. Uh, Gene, hey, other 2020 movies for you that you want to highlight? I know you and I both posted our list on instagram though because yeah. we were like we don't need to do anything the world is ending who cares right um i was just gonna say uh when they asked kevin feige because if you saw the interviews when they asked him about daredevil he's like blink um <laughs> yeah if they, if they a- ask, oh, i was gonna say if they ask kevin feige about iron fist he's like who <laughs> but well, i know this is this isn't something people should know just because like they have lives too, but it's like, you know, those are contracts and shit that you legally can't talk about like what or ifs or hows or why or when, you know, like, he's like that's why you're going to get that blank stare all the time. Even if the answer was no, you know, yeah, he's like, like sorry. He's like, um, um, yeah. But yeah, like movies I really like, um, shout out to Wolf of Snow Hollow. I really enjoyed that one um, by what the fuck? Jimmy, uh, Jim, uh, I forgot his last name. The director is the letterbox and Twitter guy. I, yeah. I, know, I don't remember uh, his name either, but yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um, that, that, that's great. It's like a very good, unexpected um, sort of horror movie that takes a lot of twists and turns and it gets really deep. So I, I really appreciated that film. Like I, I could literally say I've never seen a movie like that. So hats off to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sound of Metal is also good. Recommend that. Fucking great movie. And just like really random films that I was just like, I love this movie, like Peninsula. Uh, I love Tesla, which I've said in multiple episodes now. Mm-hmm. Go see Tesla. I for sure. Yeah, Tesla Hive. Uh, Mank is great. Uh, the Five Bloods. And like, I still can't get Possessor out of my head. That's still my favorite movie of last year. Um, it was like a perfect movie to see at the drive-in too. <laughs> Such a weird fucking... Those Cronenbergs are just weird fucking... Weird fucking people. I don't know why. They I hope they have therapists. You know why they're weird? They're fucking Canadian and their neighbors are like a mile away. Their close <laughs> neighbors are like a mile away. I don't know if that's how Canada works. I don't know, but I know David Cronenberg is a pretentious asshole who makes great films and I hope his son is at least the same. What was the John Carpenter quote? With genuine love. 
What was the John Carpenter quote about David Corner? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that asshole. Well, because like, okay, I guess gossip for a second then. Uh, it's, a, it's a very open interview. It's available on YouTube where Carpenter's talking about how Mick Garish used to set up the Horror Masters dinners and stuff like that. Everyone go hang out. Then Eli Roth and David Cronenberg started showing up. And then David Cronenberg stopped making horror films. He started making real movies. And then David <laughs> came over, who he thinks secretly hates horror. And so David, uh, John Carpenter was like, I'm fucking old. I don't need this. I'm going to go home, smoke weed, and play Xbox. And that's why John Carpenter's the fucking best. Yeah, he's he just the, like this. He's, the, he's also like the quarantine king. Like, he's just been staying home and smoking weed. Yeah, that's just his life. Like, everyone's like, I can't go outside. And he's like, what do you want to go outside for? Uh, Let's smoke some weed and play Sonic. Yeah, I hope he has, like, his own strand of weed. Like, what would, like, the puns that you could come up with? Like, like uh, the thing, cannabis. Oh, I'm trying to think of, like, a good one. Uh, the Prince of Dankness. The Prince of Dankness. They lived. Kush. I don't know. In the Kush of Madness. In the Kush of Madness. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta, I gotta keep sending out some emails. So, um, uh, so I, I just remembered uh, the other movie in which I watched was uh, Hashtag Alive. Oh yeah, I heard that one's pretty good. The zombie one, right? Yeah, it's, it's a, a, it's, a Korean, it's a Korean zombie movie. Yeah. Which is all, which is all about like this, this, uh, this guy. He wakes up from a nap and realizes that while he was asleep, the zombie apocalypse happened. <laughs> and he wakes up in his in his That's apartment. Yeah, and he wakes up in his apartment and he realizes he cannot leave. And it's because hmm. zombies have now taken over like his entire building. Is he like a shut-in? He is a shut-in. He was actually he was playing uh, Call of Duty while the zombie apocalypse was happening. Right. All right. <laughs> like, like, it's like an intel like, version of Twenty Eight Days Later. Huh? It's like an insult version of Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah, it's. <laughs> but it's pretty good though. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was All a good right. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, Alice. Also, Alice in Borderlands. It is the most anime live action movie you could fucking watch that isn't an actual anime. So it's it's a, it's a it's a movie all about a death game. Basically, this guy is really good at at, at, a, at games. He then uh, gets it, him and his friends get a text to show up to somewhere, and they all get they all have to survive a death game now. Hmm. It's called Alice in Borderlands. It's on Netflix. It's really good. Have you heard of Why Don't You Play in Hell? Why Don't You Play in Hell? No. What is that about? That is directed by Sion Sono. I'm not going to spoil it. It's a, it's not from last year, but um, look it up. It's free on Tubi right now. I think you'd like it, Nick. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, some other 2020 stuff. Birds of Prey, I thought it was terrific. Even if it, other superhero movies came out last year, I, I have a hard... I fucking forgot that came out in 2020. Oh, yeah, my God. Really <laughs> 2020 was like either five weeks or 50 decades. Like, there's no... <laughs> I right. fucking forgot that. I thought that was two years ago. Yeah, I, I saw Underwater in January. It feels like I saw that when I was five. You know? <laughs> Like, good lord. Um, so but yeah, Bruce Prey, I, I thought was just great. Defy Blood, Spike Lee's one of his best films. And I don't oh, say that lightly because he's just, he's a dude who like just pops out bangers like nobody's business. Uh, Nomad Land by Chloe Zhao, maybe coming up as one of my favorite working filmmakers. It's only like her third feature and it's just outstanding. That was my favorite film of the year. Uh, it was filmed before The Eternals and now it came out before The Eternals because, uh, they don't want to release Marvel movies on streaming because they need that box office to justify them. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, and Bill and Ted face the music. May, not a perfect film, Bill and Ted yeah. 3, but uh, I, I watch it with nothing but a smile on my face every time. It is yeah. nothing but wholesome feels. Yeah, and a nice, hopeful movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very cute, warm hug of a film, and that's that's great. So sometimes that's all you need, you know? True. Yeah. All right, I'm going to read out some tweets, and then we'll just hop on onto our most anticipated of 2021. If they come out, we don't know for sure yet. And then we can wrap this baby up. Um, all right, so our buddy Brandon Swafford, his most anticipated are so many. Fast 9, Black Widow, Raya and the Last Dragon, and James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. I am really looking forward to the Suicide Squad sequel, yeah. which I did not expect to say. 
same. Yeah, um, you know what, Nick? You, you haven't been on in a while. What, what are you looking forward to this year, if you have anything off the top of your head? Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. Is that, yeah. Well, they filmed it already, didn't they? Yeah, right? they, they did. It. Yeah. It's already filmed. It's, it was being filmed before the pandemic, and then they finished it right before all the theaters were closed. I mean, before That's all the fucking were closed. crazy. Uh, Mission Impossible 7. Oh, it's yeah. Been, it's being filmed right now. Um, also, I don't know how it's going to be, and I'm hoping it comes out this year. Uh, Matrix 4. Oh, I'm I'm all aboard the Matrix 4 hype train. I think they age like way better. When you watch them all in succession, I, I think they're I haven't yeah. seen. I, 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 I honestly, I'll be, I'll be totally honest. I usually watch Matrix One, and then I like to make myself believe that that's the end, uh, <laughs> where Neo flies off and then he becomes a superhero in the Matrix. No, because you gotta. It's all fucking '90s cyberpunk, like fuck the system bullshit. But they gotta yeah. bring the system, man. That's why it can't be the end. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, it, I, I haven't seen them all in succession in a while, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. For I, I think I think they're gonna age better than a lot of movies that have come out since then. Yeah, probably. Like they they have genuine flaws, but they're like about something, and like not that that's the bar they have to cross, but like everything in the film relates to those central ideas and like theses. So, it for me they work. What I'm also very curious about is because I know that they're saying that the, it's supposed to be a sequel to three. It's supposed to be mm -hmm. a sequel to it. Mm -hmm. And I'm more curious to see how exactly it, if, if what their idea is, what I think it is of essentially uh, after the matrix was, you know, rebooted, was Neo kind of just reborn with it? Like did the, you know, did everything kind of play out? Neo is just a form of code that's now in the matrix and everything like that. And I, I honestly don't want it just to be Smith again. I oh yeah, he, uh, well also because Hugo Weaving's not coming back. He was not <laughs> so, asked to return and neither was Lawrence Fishburne. So you might be onto something. Yeah, so I thought that would be kind of interesting if it was, you know, a little bit, if it's further in the future, you know, people are still stuck in, and Leo and Trinity are more, you know, they're, they're forms of code. Like they're actually like they're they're there as like uh, monitors or trying to help out, uh, help people who are trying to you know leave willingly, and stuff like right. that. I thought that would be kind of interesting. Yeah, it's pure speculation because it seemed like that script is very tight-lipped. Mm -hmm. yeah. The Wachowskis were almost done, uh, like with movies. I think after yeah. Sensei, I, I forget what writer, uh, who's the guy who wrote. For, for Scott Derrickson, Cargyle, something Cargyle. Yeah, Robert Cargyle. That he had a conversation with Lana and uh, Lana Wachowski, that is. And she was just basically, it seemed like she and her sister were just done, like yeah. with movies. Not, nothing cool. spiteful, like we had nothing else to tell. So the cool. fact that, that she's come back to do it solo is inspiring to me because it's like, yeah. oh, she wouldn't if there was nothing left to tell. Yeah, because yeah. uh, the uh, you know uh, one of them still retired too. Yeah, I think Lily, right? Yeah, Lily's retired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other movie in which I'm looking forward to is Coming to America. Coming to yeah. America. Yeah, uh, the boys from... Uh, um, what movie did they just do together? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, um, yeah, Dolomite. Dolomite. Yeah, the Dolomite is my name. They're, they're, they're returning to, to make a, a sequel to a comedy film from over 20 years ago. Oh, who knows? I, I just praise Bill and Ted 3. This could work, is all I'm saying. It could work. I, I'm just saying, I saw I, mean, I saw the trailer. It looked pretty funny. Like, there were some things in there where I was like, all right, that's pretty good, actually. I like that. I like the, the ideas and, like, where they're trying to go with it. I mean, it's kind of like a rehash. It's a, it's, it's, it's a sequel while also being a reboot at the same time. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, also... Uh, uh, before I move on, really quick, a couple more tweets. Uh, at a last word, Laura PhD, all the COVID-related Christmas movies because she, and I quote, loves that trash. Happiest Which season. Here at the Waffle Press as well. Yeah, the happiest season, that was a good movie. I always love trash. 
Yeah, it was okay. I, I wouldn't like it so much if there were more movies like it. You know what I mean? But I'm here for the the Kristen Stewart gang. Hallmark movies are dope. Hallmark, Hallmark movies are fun. That's what they yeah, are. They're, they're a lot of fun, especially during the Christmas the Christmas season. Make you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, Jacob Knight, big facts? Question mark. Dune. I'm also looking forward to Dune. Dune, yeah, Dune. if it comes out. I've tried to start reading Dune. Gonna oh, no. gonna warm myself up a little bit more. <laughs> then I'm gonna try again. I hear that's a rough read. Like it's a it's a it's a rough read. It's kind of like the tenet of books. No, <laughs> yeah. no nobody quote me on that. That's a stupid Twitter saying. Don't don't do that. Everybody quote <laughs> him on it. Everybody quote him on it. Uh, Gene, what are you looking forward to? Um, for this next year, um, because it seems well. I mean, I'm trying to like I'm when I came up with like a list, I'm like thinking of like, okay, it's probably going to come out like uh, Kong versus Godzilla, I think is most likely going to come out, even though Legendary's like really pissed. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. That was like, uh, uh, tw- you know, and that kept getting delayed because it was going to come out in November and then it's May and then, oh, hey, COVID. Mm-hmm. And uh, just seeing that, seeing that like finally come out, at a drive-in most likely is gonna be that's my shit right there um i'm gonna i'm gonna love that you know you know what i think seeing a godzilla movie at a drive-in is mm-hmm. like perfect though. that is yeah because like all they were b movies in the 50s yeah, so i feel like that's the proper place to watch a godzilla movie. <laughs> yeah probably yeah i would i would go to that after i'm vaccinated for sure like yeah. that that would be so fucking awesome uh I was kind of hoping for for a, a straight to video release, just in case. Like, here's the thing: like, I'm against them betraying the filmmakers and not paying people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally on board with them doing the day and date stuff right now because literally there are like a handful of theaters open across the globe right now. Yeah. That's just the truth, you know. Um, oh, another person responds uh, at Kyle Ovox. Got a couple random ones that they're looking forward to. Should they? actually come out this year a film called connected which i'm not familiar with mission impossible 7 dune another raya um godzilla versus kong for eugene luca which is the new upcoming pixar film uh the king's man eternals my my girl chloe zhao suicide squad wendell and wild which i'm not familiar with and the beatles get back and a film called encanto I, I knew about half of those. That's a good list because I only knew about half of them. So I'm gonna look into the rest. But why isn't anybody talking about Ghostbusters Afterbirth? Afterlife, yeah. Afterlife. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. Actually, Same like, thing. Same thing. I was like, I was like, I was drunkly telling a friend like on uh, New Year's, like, man, we could have had Ghostbusters by now. I know it was just Stranger Things with <laughs> Ghostbusters, but man, I wanted to see that, even though it was just Stranger Things. They had the original cast back. Oh, Would have no. been great. Would have been great. I, I, I'm looking forward to Ghostbusters. To Ghostbusters, just because it's it's getting yep. back in. Also, how can you be mad at Paul Rudd? About what? How can you not like a Paul Rudd movie? Paul oh Rudd. yeah, no, I, I was I was like <laughs> all I, right. The equivalent of that line from Tenet, where it's like, "Don't think about it, feel it." Where it's like, "Yeah, I agree," but that doesn't absolve you of anything. Movie, you know? Yeah. Of course, I love Paul Rudd. I'm not a fucking sadist. What was it? Doesn't it? Do you remember, you did, you, did you see Paul Rudd was like giving away pizza at like voting lines, or he's giving away like water bottles? Yeah, uh, Paul Rudd seems like a good egg. You know, Paul you got to be careful about who you say nowadays because it turns out. Can't trust anyone, kids. But he does seem like a good egg. Yeah, That's but I would trust Tom Hanks. Could, yeah. Yeah. See, we're all saying that, and then in like five years, it's gonna be like I eat babies or something. I drink blood. How do you think I look so good? Yeah, I know. Um, I was just gonna say for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, I mean that would have been that would have been something. I think legitimately, yeah, I was really excited for that. And then too, like uh, at least it didn't have like such venomous discourse, like a lot, you know random fucking crazy people targeting it yeah yes um i'm really looking forward to no time to die because i've seen every daniel craig bond in theaters he was my first uh i guess theater bond i, I had seen the, a lot of the bonds before uh with nick and his brother because we yeah. we went to the middle school together yeah, and um bond. yeah but uh craig is my favorite bond probably just 
you know, he, bias really and all that. But like, he's your first uh, he's, theater bond. Yeah, he's the only one I've seen in theaters. I, I miss Brosnan's era in theaters. I don't saw those on. Uh, yeah, uh, me too. Yeah. So, um, big big deal. I I've come around on every Craig film except for Spectre, just because the end just like it just nosedives as it continues going. You know, like sorry, that's. I'm the author Oof. of all your pain, Diego. You can you can forgive a lot of stuff. It's it's <laughs> not like unwatchable. It's just like why is why is I, I oh. forgive a lot of Bond, but I draw the line at like bloodline relatives, destiny crap. Yeah. So, but I am looking forward to No Time to Die. I I like Kari Fukunaga. Um, I, I love Craig. I love that cast. Uh, Rami Malek. Yeah. Go Curry, for the other Oscar, Curry, I guess. Kari Fukunaga was the sexiest Bond director too. Oh yeah, that's just like an objective fact. But um. like, I, I would I would definitely have to say I, I I'm actually most looking forward to Robbie Malik just because I just want to see how fucking weird Robbie Malik's going to make this character. Yeah. Because he knows how to make a character feel really awkward, but also kind of you're afraid of him. And like, but also you can, he also knows how to make likable characters too. So I'm wondering what like mixture he's going to use in this like movie. I don't know. It's, I don't, I think I've tapped out of him like as a performer honestly um was it, it, was it after was it after uh, bohemian rhapsody is one of those like cold splashes of water to the face where it's just like oh i see it now you know it's yeah. like ah i'm out but um it's, it's like jared leto and blade runner 2049 where it's like oh fuck he's in that and then you watch and it's like oh he he is just like a weaselly asshole in that okay i could work with this so maybe same thing here you know <laughs> same, same deal i don't know man apparently uh Jared Leto is supposed to be inside of the new uh, Jack Snyder cut. So I, yeah. I know, I know. That's, and he has a redesign. Cool. And he has a redesign. That's all that goodwill. I, I know. I, we don't have time to get into all that. Um, I'm also looking forward to the new Joel Cohen film, not Cohen Brothers. Joel Cohen is doing it solo this time because he's reuniting with cinematographer Bruno Dolbano, and they're doing the tragedy of Macbeth, starring fucking Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand. So, I'm so excited. <laughs> I love the Ballad of Buster Scruggs so much, and no one talks about it anymore except for me and like three losers on Twitter. So I, I can't wait for this. I don't know what time of the year it's coming out, but I guess it's in the can already. And uh, I need it injected into my veins, please. But, but what, what about Space Jam and New Legacy? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to, I'm going to say that <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Space Jam. I'm looking forward to Space Jam. It's going to have all my favorite Looney Tunes and LeBron. I love LeBron. He's, he's going to cut to him. He's so mad. No one say anything just to have it cut to Diego. Oh, man. But yeah, Diego, do something. Hey, you think the Monstars are still going to be the problem? Like, you think they're no, going to be the just, uh, Do that look again. Do that look I again. I don't. Yeah, it wouldn't cut to me with the face. I'm sorry, I can't hold it up. Um, but like, I don't know, whatever. I've, it's it'll come and it'll go, and then it'll probably get a third one if it makes Jumanji money, and then I'll just keep ignoring it. You know, sorry. Like, if it's somehow good, I mean, the Lego Movie was fucking fantastic. You know, you never know with these things, but what, I just that's, well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. If it's if it's Jumanji, I'm okay with it. Yeah, but like, I don't. I liked that Jumanji worked for me as a sequel and i liked that other sequel they did afterwards too i'm cool with them doing one more like i don't want every reimagining to do jumanji you know what i mean like i like that that's that i don't want all of these to continue and try to do that also no, no, no. what i'm saying is if it's if, if it has a great idea but a different a different take on it i think that it's gonna that that's 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 where the movie starts coming in you know, if it's, if it's literally the same movie, you know, same thing, you know, they need to go get somebody. I think that would, that that's where it kind of gets like weird. That's where it gets like lame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not looking forward to that. Sorry. Space Jam is good for memes. Uh, that's kind of, it's kind of it. Well, I know, I know you're a huge, I know you're a fan of the Uncharted movie. What do you, I mean, of the Uncharted games, what do you think of the actual movie coming out with Tom Holland? Uh, here's the thing with Tom Holland. 
He's a terrific actor. He is such a good actor who got stuck with these shitty blockbuster movie roles now, and he yeah. just can't escape. They've, they've got him trapped, chained like Jesus Christ, marching him up this capitalist hill to crucify him, and he just he cannot break free of it. That was me over-exaggerating, obviously, but like he's a really good actor, and I could not be less interested in the Uncharted movie because it stars also Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg. and I don't want to see... Like Hollywood's golden boy, Tom Holland's sweetheart boy, next to Mark Wahlberg, who's like, "There's an immigrant. I'm gonna go beat his eye out." You know? Yeah. Like I don't want that. 9/11. That's what he said. Yeah, like that's just like repulsive. That's like the opposite of good and evil contained into a single frame. Which is also really weird that you know, in the Me Too movement, he wasn't necessarily Me Too. Yeah, like, how did that happen? It's like, sorry, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, when you put all those facts together, like, yeah, he like he did kick the shit out of somebody. And he the guy lost his eye. Why the fuck is he still in movies? Like, You know, some people just have very, very good PR teams. Like That's Chris a Pratt. very unfortunate truth, but like, some of them just... Like just, Chris Pratt. He just doesn't tweet, dude. That's literally it. It's not that hard. If other people understood that, they'd be okay too. <laughs> so like, I feel like, like we're going down some rabbit holes. Like, what else? Like, what's wrong right? with Chris Pratt now? What do you do now? Uh, it's a whole thing. He's just very, it's a whole thing. We'll talk he's about. Very later. conservative. Oh, he's fine. We'll, he's no, we'll no. about it later. <laughs> about it later, Nick. What about uh, uh, Sherlock, what, Sherlock Three? That's not right. It's not going to. It's probably it's going to come out. No, 2021. It's going to come out. 20, that's what it says. It says 2021. Yeah, it was slated for every year, the year after the year it was slated. Robert like, Downey Jr. says they're making real progress on it. <laughs> yeah, he said that for the fifth time. Yeah. Robert, Robert Downey Jr. is counting his four Avenger money films, four Avenger films money, and living it up on his island with his family and his EGI animal. That's what he's doing. Do you think that Robert Downey Jr. has a Scrooge McDuck vault? Probably, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I don't think he's... Uh, I think he's nicer than Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Scrooge McDuck like... is kind of nice, like, on the reboot, you know? No, I know, but, like, he's. I think he's even nicer than that. I think he's, he's a very, like, decent guy, you know? Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. But I, I, I really do want to see, you know, Robert Downey Jr. dive into a pile of money. You, you would snap your neck if he did that. Hey, 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 hey. I don't I don't know if I told this story on the podcast before, but there's one time uh, a buddy of ours of mine was um, him and his family invited me to go up to do a, a like a holiday getaway with other members of our family too, right? And then but they invited us specifically to shovel off snow from a second story porch the night before. And so we were like, oh, whatever. We'll just jump into the pile in the morning and that'll be awesome, like in the movies. So what you got to do when you're shoveling snow and you make a pile so you can jump into it, you don't wait several hours for it to harden because <laughs> real life snow hardens very quickly. And it kind of gets this other layer of coat from the snow that falls overnight. Um, doesn't Not a lot of leeway in terms of teenage boy bodies hitting, hitting a big mound like that. So just a forethought for anyone planning vacations after COVID. If you, uh, if you if you if you do that, that just reminded me of that. That's all. Wow, that's uh, that's very unfortunate for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bad. That sounds awesome. Yeah. No, it was it was fun. It was fun. Shout out to Pajondo. Uh, any other things we 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 want to highlight, or we we kind of good here? Um. No. Um. I, I would say. Uh, the uh, Halloween kills. I'm definitely going to look forward to that because Jason Blum said, no matter what happens, they're going to release it. So, oh, okay. So it'll be a straight to video then. Uh, most likely, yeah. Okay. Sorry, Jason Blum. Jason Blum's like, you know, no Hollywood producer perfect, but that dude hits way more than he misses. And I got to respect that. And I'm really looking forward to that too. And also, uh, I'm really looking forward to watching more movies at home this year. Yeah, so, me too. 
you know, good time to catch up on your blind spots. I got some Kurosawa I hadn't seen before last year. Yeah. Um, that was that was cool. Gotta gotta get all up in that. And um, yeah, on that note, let's let's wrap it up here. 2021 coming at you hot. Nick, where can the people find you online? Find me at Instagram and Twitter, the Nick Valero. You could find you, me you, on Oh, sorry. That was me. That was me. I, I don't know why I waited so long. <laughs> we're getting back into the swing of it. That's what this is. That's what this is. Yeah. Gene. Diego, we're going down the line, man. <laughs> oh, but all of our screens are going to look different. <laughs> you could find me on Twitter and Instagram, Gene9892. And you can find me at the Diego Crespo. Check out the Waffle Press on Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Patreon. We can get early access to a bunch of other stuff coming up soon. And uh, other retrospectives, a little technical delay on my end, getting that started out. It's going to cost a pretty penny, but that's okay. Because uh, you know what? I was financially comfortable for a minute there. Now I'm not because of this, but that's okay. We're going we're gonna to persevere. We're going to go through the year with high hopes. We're going to achieve those hopes. Uh, and, and Donald Trump's going to be out of the White House, which is fuck great. Yeah. So fuck yeah. Fuck off, dude. Uh, fix your Good hearts. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We have been professionally unprofessional. <laughs>